baby, we can make it in the future one day. But for now, I'm bailing, 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 baby, 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 gotta get up. Can't take no more, headed for the door. Come and take a look into the gumbo lie. Tell me if we lay the lie, but I told you not. Every new day is just me, so I just pray the Lord for him to bless me, please, that's good, cause I'm good. It's your girl Joycey J. And I'm Tavi Mo. And you're listening to fluidradio.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, appropriate ages, welcome back to another episode of Because I Have a Live Mic here on Fluent Radio. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another Sunday. The sun's actually out today, guys. We see the sun. I know, right? Give it up for the sun. I'm almost about ready to point my gun and say, don't ever leave me again. Jesus Christ. It's okay. We got a packed show for y'all today. We're going to talk about the All-Star game and why I really don't even think it should be going on. <laughs> Jeff just looks so depressed now about that. Talk about uh, Naomi Osaka's win and what that means for the world of tennis and for Serena. And what Draymond actually said about uh, mental health in the NBA and why it's kind of important. But uh, first, we're going to talk about this. They finally did it. They traded Carson Wentz to Indy. I feel, I feel for him. Don't share that. I feel for him. He has to now live in Indianapolis. The owners won. But he, I mean, they won, but he has to leave Indy. He has to live in Indiana now. That's true. That's he, like. I, I know, but look, he's closer to us, though. I mean, like, well, you know what they call uh, Illinois without Chicago? Uh, Morris? Indiana. <laughs> I wish I had a sound effect for that. I know, but see, that's why I did it, because you don't have one. But no, uh, but no, it's a. For me, it's a lateral move. I mean, it's a good move because he, you, it just so you get to the playoffs with Philip Rivers, right? Like Philip Rivers is still, in my opinion, could at least gone at least one more season. I think, but I think he just hung it, hung it up. Uh, if you can go that far with Philip Rivers, I think you can go and at least be a contender in the AFC right. with Carson Wentz, right? Like, and again, in, especially in the AFC South, because right now so much upheaval going on right now. You don't know what's going on in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is going to be there, but you don't know how good he is. Again, he is an unknown commodity. Like, he looks good in college, but how many college quarterbacks have we seen look good? And then Very once they get few. that, right, we want to get that transfer over. Yeah. Yeah. That transfer over to, you know, the pros, it never really goes well, especially going into Jacksonville where you have everything up there being an upheaval. You don't know what's going to go on in Houston and Deshaun Watson. That one's a still another one where it's just like, who knows what's going on? So right now it's loaded up to be is loaded up to be a decision between ten, uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis, right? Like right now, those are two teams that have the best. Oh, we got cake. Okay, feed my fat man in Tennessee's, but we got the best. I heard you coming. I know, <laughs> but you like I said right now because Tennessee is the only real team that's a contender right now, and that's only because of Derrick Henry. We don't know how long Ryan Tannehill is going to be, you know, a capable quarterback. Uh, so right now, like, he, Indianapolis is set up to kind of win that division. And, again, Carson Wentz is still out to prove something, right? Like, he is a Super Bowl champion, but he didn't win that ring, right? Yeah. He won. He got them to the precipice, got hurt, and then never – after that, he never really became – came ring. Right? He never really got back to that same hype of the MVP level – that he was at. He's shown glimpses of it. He's shown glimpses, but I think it just he never I think he was pushing it too much, right? Like I think the I think the the separation, I mean, even though nobody wanted it, it was a very costly divorce because they paid him a hundred million dollars and ended up leaving him two seasons two seasons later. But I think nobody wanted, but I think it was the best move for him and Philadelphia because now you can at least in Philadelphia start over. Because that team to me was already getting old, right? Alshon Jeffrey. Deshaun Jackson, you know, you really didn't have any, you know, no more true explosive players on that team, right? Like Deshaun Jackson was still kind of he would show glimpses of what he used to be, but it never really was the same. What was the Eagles' score? Oh, they were like eight, seven, and one, I think. No, 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 no. Well, see, it's so hard because it's NFC East, right. so they were still in it near the end. I think they were like no, they weren't eight, seven, one. I think they were like seven. Eight, no, seven, eight, and one. Yeah, they were seven, eight, and one. So they were, right. so they were again at the bottom. But it's the NFC East. They were in it to almost the end of the year. Right. But no, it's just with Philly, you can separate now. You can at least move on, right? You can see what you have in Jalen Hurts. I don't. I still, I still stand by. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I think he's eventually going to be a transitional quarterback until you get somebody new 
because I think like I like Jalen Hurts, right? Like I, but right. I've seen Jalen Hurts in four years of college, and I've always said this: Alabama got held back by Jalen Hurts because you look at what happened in their title game. He got he was not good those first two halves. Tua comes in and they win the title. You look at Oklahoma. He got better in Oklahoma. I will say this: he got better in Oklahoma, but he still held that Oklahoma team back. I don't think Jalen Hurts as a thrower can be there just yet. Now maybe he can work on his mechanics in the league. I think he'll get better. He, I know he's not ready yet. I think he will be eventually, but right now, I don't see them being you know again too much. Right now, I think it's still going to be very much a rebuild in Philly. But again, they're in the NFC East, so they can go eight and eight and still maybe win the, win the division because I don't see too many people in that division going any any further, right? Because they still got Daniel Jones who steals. Daniel Jones. They don't know what's going to happen with um, Washington or Dallas with Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in the division. And if he leaves, then that division is wide open. So, right there. So, but I think I'll say, I think Carson, I also think Carson Wentz needs that. I think he just needed to get away, right? Like he got, but he's going back to Frank Wright, who was his offense coordinator when he had his best season in Philly. So, I think that's a marriage that's going to work because it wasn't going to work with the Bears because it's just, again, too much upheaval, too much stuff going on with the Bears. I think this was the best marriage of coach and quarterback. So right now, I think that was the best spot for him. How long do you think that process is going to take to, to really put some pieces around him and get a good uh, rebuild going? In Philly? Yeah. I mean... It, That's two to three years right there. It's two to three years because they have... They have offensive line that's old. Like... Their offensive line, like, I think their youngest player is about 29. So, in offensive line years, that's old. Um, Miles Sanders is going to be a good running back. He's going to be a nice complimentary back. They need a receiver. I don't know what they're going to do at tight end. They have Zach Ertz and they have Drew God, uh, Dallas Goddard, who I think Dallas Goddard is probably going to be the next big tight end to come from there. The defense is kind of up in the air because it's aging. It's not the same defense when it was when it won there. Um... It's going to be two or three years because they still need to get pieces right. They and again they take it. They about to take a huge hit with this Carson Winston deal because yeah. they still have to pay him. Yeah, they don't have to pay him. They don't have to pay him all of it. They still have to pay him half. So that's still fifty million right. that they got to pay him right. So they're still going to take a hit. So they're going to be, especially now with the NFL cap only going to be half of what it would normally would be because this last again before COVID hit this year's cap was supposed to be. The biggest that it's ever been, but when COVID hit, yeah. it took a big hit with the cap. <laughs> so it's not going to be as so people aren't going to have as much cap space to work with in free agency. Right. So it's going to be so that means it's going to be built through a draft through lower tier free agency that they can get. So it's going to be a while, but like I said, they're in the NFC East. So as long as you can at least get to five plus wins in that then again in that division, you're going to be. In it for a long time. So weird how you do that. Well, no, it's just it's not it's not it's just because the NFC East was trash. Like you like I like I told everybody like I said this before like the NFC is probably going to be the worst division because it's so much question mark going on right. It was set up again. Everything is always set up for the Dallas to win, and somehow Dallas still finds a way to blow it. Yeah. Right. Like I will say this: if Dallas didn't lose Dak Prescott, it would be it would have been a better. Not even balance. It would have been a better division because at least you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league still there with one of the better offenses. But it just got once he got hurt, it was all up in the air because like once he got hurt, then Washington kind of took over. Then it was New York. Then it was Philly. Then, you know, it kept going up in the air. So that was the only that's the only division where it's just like anybody can't truly win. So that's why that division is trash like that sometimes. (laughs) I'm just to be honest, it's trash sometimes, but it's also very appealing. But I think. Carson Wentz in the AFC is going to be interesting because now he has a, I don't want to say higher, he has like a higher ceiling there because there aren't too many good quarterbacks in that division, right. in that conference in general, right? Because like, we don't know what Ben Roethlisberger is doing. He's up in the air, mulling retirement. Um, Lamar Jackson still arguably one of the best quarterbacks, but he still has question marks about his arm and about what's going, what's going to happen if they can get him a number one receiver, then I think they can be great. Patrick Mahomes, of course, is Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, uh, Breaker Mayfield. So that's only really, what, four quarterbacks that he has to worry about. If you're the fifth best quarterback out of that class of names I just listed, yeah. you're pretty good. Everybody better they better be on their P's and Q's for when Drew Brees comes back. For what? 
again, the guy can't, again, sure, the guy can't throw for more than 20 yards at a pop, but okay, I'm concerned about Drew Brees. Again, when you, here's the thing with Drew Brees, you, you know it's going to be a deep ball when Taysom Hill is in the game. When Taysom Hill is in the game, oh, they got to throw deep. Yeah, that's all he <laughs> Because, again, remember, they had to bring in both of their quarterbacks to do it. They had to bring in all three. They brought in Jameis, Taysom, Andrew, and everybody was like, oh, okay, they're going to go deep. That's the, that was the only time they went deep and connected because they brought in everybody. So, yeah. But, if, like I said, if you're the fifth-best quarterback out of that, out of that cl- uh, class, then you're good. Yeah. So, I think Indy's going to be kind of in that mix now. Yeah. It all depends on, like like I said, what Jacksonville does. Because Jacksonville had a whole issue itself this week because... Well, and this is my problem when I say you hire college coaches because college coaches have always been the end-all, be-all of the team, right? Like, they kind of sort of are... I don't want to say dictators, but they rule that they rule that specific world. And also, but differences with college and professionals is professionals, you get paid. Yeah. Like, they will always get rid of a coach before they get rid of a player. Right. And for you, for people who don't know, like Urban Meyer hired uh, one of his former assistant coaches from Ohio State who, you know, may have dabbled in a little bit of the racism when he was uh, at Iowa at a time frame where players came up and said that he said some things that are questionable. And yeah, I mean, it's Iowa. So, you know, the, they really don't, you know, they really don't know too many I, black Iowa. people. I mean, shout out to Iowa, but it's I've the never truth. Seen black people in Iowa. There are a few. I know, I know a few in there from here. A few. <laughs> from they're, they're from here, but I know a few. I don't know. I don't know nobody truly does. Like, yeah, I'm from Iowa. <laughs> Repping Iowa, <laughs> exactly. But uh, but no, and like and something they, like people he hired them, and everybody thought that okay, cool, it's gonna just go over smooth. And then when it happened, it was just like no, right? Like right. we again, there's a difference between a coach being able to tell that to a 18, 19, 20 year old player and not have too much repercussion because you know. There's a big difference between that and going to like a 23, 24, you know, 30 year old grown man, and you call him that. Oh no, that's a, that's a that's a that's a, come 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 see me in the locker room real right. quick. Turn off the camera. We, you turn know, off the camera. turn off the camera. We are gonna have yeah, a conversation, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. but that's the problem. I said when when I first, when he first got hired is how is that transition is gonna go from you being essentially ruler of their world to now just being a cog in the machine. Right. You are not, you know, you are not the end all be all anymore. You have to, an- you answer to a GM, you answer to an owner. You don't answer to essentially nobody as a college football coach. Now you even, you even answer to the players in, to a degree, right? I mean, it's Jacksonville, so it's still a level of like you aren't, you aren't elite yet, so you can't really do anything. And since if and if they get Trevor Lawrence, which I think they will. They still have he still has a level of like I'm still I still run this, but it's still they're still grown men on that team, right? They're still grown men that are like, I get paid to do this. This is not like a hobby. This is not an unpaid internship. No, I get paid. Right. He hasn't earned their respect. And that doesn't go forward. That doesn't help in the system going forward. Because now it's looking now you look inside at now you got people looking side at at you like you really thought this was gonna play, go smooth over, right? You really thought this was gonna be cool and nobody was gonna say anything. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was is that's why I said like that situation, now it's you stepping in you stepping in and now you're not you haven't put your best foot forward now. So now it's just like, ugh, how this is gonna play out play out is gonna be fun to see. I like the way they did it. <laughs> oh, they knew he was gonna fire. I knew he was gonna fire in the moment that happened, like oh no, I can't <laughs> We can't do that. Because cause speaking of, especially now. Because Russell Wilson has just been getting into well, oh, God. he got into some trouble, but he didn't only get into trouble because I agree with some with what Brandon Marshall said is he's trying to get out of Seattle. Yeah, at least he's trying, but he's trying to do it better than you know James Harden did. At least he ain't doing that. But no, because he's like his talking a lot. This is the most I ever heard him talk. Because I think he's trying to get out. Yeah. I think he's trying to find a way that he can get out, but doesn't look bad doing it. Right? Like he yeah. he never like his comments weren't like the team sucks. It's just like hey. Essentially broke down to for about three years, I have literally had to do everything in my power to get this team to the playoffs. And especially last year, right? Like especially like last year where he essentially was the team, right? Like because the defense early in the year couldn't stop anybody. 
Uh, so he had to he so he literally his best defense was a good offense. Right, he had to blow teams out, and it looked good on stats. But then once the team once teams figure that out, like hey, if we can, you know, take away DK Metcalf, make him go to other options, make him go to uh, Tyrell Lockett, make him go to Greg Olson, make him try to run the ball, make him get him off his spot. We can kind of win, and we know that defense doesn't hold up. He was playing some great football. He was playing great because he had to, yeah. right? Like, he was playing great football, and that's why near the end, you can tell he kind of petered out because it wasn't the same because the defense got better, but teams were still just like, hey, we can still we still have to keep doing this to get him off the spot, right. get him moving around. It was peter, – he petered out, and then that's why he lost – in those last few ga- in those last few games and in the playoffs because it was he just got tired because he couldn't you can't keep that up for forever right like you can't rely on one player for well, forever you figure out that system right that you right. know right and let's say and they figured it out and like he said he has he didn't and he didn't say anything off the wall just like y'all would like a better offensive line and I think a lot of people were just like well we paid you all this money I was like but I still would like a better offensive line I see I don't know why people might, for the past. At least recent years, since I know him, he has the nice guy persona, yeah. nice guy everything. So what he's saying isn't out of character. It's just, but see, when you he, he just said it in this nice guy way, right? <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's when you portray that character for so long, and when you say something that's perceived as controversial, right? Like what he said really wasn't controversial. In a sense, like he's like he said, he said like yo, he's you know he basically said like yo, I think we need to build the team a little bit better. Yeah. People perceive that as I want this for me, versus like saying like no, I've like literally given I gave them Seattle a Super Bowl, I took them to two. Uh, outside of a bad call, we would have won. We would have won another Super Bowl. When you know when Marshawn when Marshawn was there when that Legion of Boom was there. Everybody, oh, good exactly for the longest, exactly. But for the longest, it was Marshawn and the Legion Boom, yeah. then Russell. Yeah. Then when the Legion Boom broke up, Marshawn left and then came back. It was now everything was on Russell, and now Russell's just like guys, like it's been me for the longest. I need some help now, right? Like they got, they gave me DK. I'm appreciative of it. You know, we got DK, we got Tyler. We don't uh, Carson. We don't know what's going to happen to him. Rashad Penny, Greg Olson might retire this year, but. Hey, I need some help around me, right? Like they go and get Jamal Adams, which I thought was a great move because that's that was a move that said, "Hey, we we hear you, so here's Jamal Adams." And that kind of was more. Then once the front office did that, that's when they hit him with the Tyrese. About well, no, because, exactly. But that's when they hit him with the Tyrese. Like, what more do you want from me, right? Like you, you, we doing all this stuff. So now it just comes out as like, okay, now you're just asking for too much. Like, what else can we do for you, right? Like because, and I've said this before, and I said this again, especially when it comes from black quarterbacks. Front office really don't like to hear that they aren't doing enough for you. Yeah. Right? Like we've seen this before where Tom Brady has come up and said, like, hey, I need some stuff and, and he got it. And he got it expeditiously without any type of, you know, backlash. But when, you know, a black quarterback comes up and says, Well, I need something this, like, well, why are you begging? You know, you it's always perceived that you have to you win now and you shouldn't have any need any help. Now, when they going in on Cam Newton a couple years ago? About they always oh. about the same exact thing. Almost. Well, they always oh they always go on Cam because Cam can't because again people in Carolina didn't like Cam in general. Like they didn't like Cam to begin with because you know if you ever been to Carolina, it's not as braggadocious as it is. And then Cam comes down there and just does you know be Cam essentially right? Like Cam was you know doing a Superman dance, you know you know tearing you know doing a Superman pose, scoring the touchdowns, doing all of these things, and a lot of people were just like. Yeah, that's cool, but we still don't think he can win. Like people were still saying, even in after his MVP, even during his yeah. MVP seasons, like I don't know, there's something missing about but Cam. You can back it up. You can do something. Right when you can do it. Right, but like the, he was backing it up. He was backing up. He literally, he literally, <laughs> even during his MVP season, people were just like, I don't know, there's something missing, right? Like people were trying to say, people were trying to throw in a Will Greer and say like we could win with him, and then when again. <laughs> When he got hurt, and they were saying like, "Well, we can win with Kyle, uh, Kyle Allen," and when they didn't, they didn't. It wasn't well because it's just that they don't. I don't think they like that braggadocious thing from a quarterback, especially yeah. because a quarterback is always perceived as, you know, not a diva per se, right? Like it's always perceived as like you are the captain of the ship, so right. you shouldn't. You should be he. Either you should take the praise or you should deal it out. So, like, if you always take the praise and, you know, well, you know, it's the guys over here. That humbleness. Right, that humbleness. And Cam did that. Like, he was, he always would go up there and say, like, yo, it's the guys up here, but I did it too, right? right. It's It was a level of, I mean, I'm humble, but 
I mean, I did, I did this too. They don't like the braggadocious. They don't like right. right. doing the same thing to OJ Beckham when he was like killing, but you know, he, you know, that's him though. Yeah, and they was giving him hell too. Well, yeah, I mean, because again, they were just like, well, if he wasn't on the boat, they probably would have won. It's like guys, his first playoff game. Right. <laughs> I mean, I still don't know why. I mean, I'm like, gee, Od- Odell been in New York for a year, and he was already on the boat with some Tim's on. That was funny. When he was wasted on the one, <laughs> he was snapping. I'm sorry, he is so entertaining. But that's- but yeah, but yeah, no, that, but that's Odell. And again, but he can back it up though. That's he can back point. it up, and I, I think that's the why I think a lot of people don't like it yeah. because it's easy to be like talk trash and you bad. It was like, see, you're not really, you're not really about it. Yeah. But it's harder to do it when you talk trash and then go on the field and you can back it up. Yeah, right. Like if you can do that, then it's like, man, then then that's when they start picking apart. So, well, you know, he's actually not good at running routes. Well, you know, he's actually not good at throwing it into like a zone. Well, you know, he's actually not good at picking holes and finding, you know, that's yeah, when they, about that goal. right. Like that's yeah. where they start to nitpick and start seeing like, well, no, here's actually here. He's not good at, you know, that's when that nitpicking start. And that's when it becomes, okay, now it's just, you're trying to find pieces. And that's right. why I think a lot of individuals, especially athletes do get annoyed because I don't know. Cause I know, I don't know if y'all heard this or saw the Draymond after the Kings game. Yeah. It was a Sacramento Kings game went on a, he didn't go on like a rant, but it was just like a, he was spitting facts because yeah. essentially what he said was that players, you know, play the game, but the owners don't really care about their mental health. They only see them as chess pieces yeah. because I mean, and again, and we joke about the, how James Harden got out of Houston. Like we joked about it like endlessly because it was funny. It was. But we right, but we never, but we never said anything about how we, we talked about how he did it, but not why he did it. Yeah. Right. Like he saw that. Look, Houston clearly is never going to do anything for me. Houston, Houston keeps getting pieces, or they keep taking away my pieces. Right. When they took away Clint Capella, who I thought they should not have taken away. Cause now, uh oh. Come on, but they didn't gave him more pieces. Come on now. You Houston. So, so they didn't bring Chris Paul uh, over there. And I, because here, okay, so here's my thing. Because that's many examples. It's like, he, like that. The thing with Chris Paul was it wasn't going to work because Chris Paul was on a different wavelength than uh, James Harden. James Harden was trying, was just trying to win a title. Chris Paul wanted to win a title. That's why. It was, yeah. It he wanted to win a title. Right. He never really he he didn't want to win the title. He he wanted Chris Paul wanted to win that title because I think Chris Paul is hearing the uh, the tick in the back of yeah. his head of that clock of that uh you know. He came in what oh nine oh eight. He came oh seven oh seven. It's been a minute since Chris Paul because again he came in with the New Orleans Hornets. New Orleans wasted him. Sorry, it wasted. Yeah, he had one good year when they got to the second seed, and after that it was just nothing. Oh damn. It was all down here, and then he traded to LA, which I thought would have been was a better pick. But again, Chris Paul is more, again. Chris Paul is a dog. Chris Paul really wants to win a title, and I think a lot of people around him he has a he has a mama mentality. But can you imagine if that trade <clears throat> had went through and he went to the Lakers that year? Oh, they would have. Oh, they oh, would have. I still upset that they, because that would have cued a domino effect that I don't think a lot of people would have worked. Because that trade would if that trade would have went down. You have CP and Kobe in LA in the same time. Actually, that would have been right before the LeBron went to Miami. Would have been? Yeah, because it was in 09. LeBron left in 2010. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. So you imagine, just imagine this CP3 LA, they would have probably ran through the West. LeBron, D Wade, Bosch in Miami. That first year, it would have been a Lakers LA final. I mean, a Lakers Miami final. Oh my goodness, it would have been. I don't see Miami. It, no, I Miami was, would have. You are right, right. Because even in the my, well, first of all, Brown was lazy. That he year. was lazy that year because he he figured he could. Oh, I could just sleepwalk yeah, through just this. He just sleepwalked through this, and then he ran into that. And then that Dallas team was like, okay, I guess not. And then by the time he realized that, it was all it was over. But just because again, I'm still mad at the NBA for not doing that because that. Uh, robbed us of some great matchups, but no, and that's what I said. Like players are on, you know, when play because on paper that looked like a great team, right? Like Chris Paul, you know, uh, James Harden, Clint Capella, uh, Trevor Reese is on that team. Like on paper that looks like a great team, but people, but again, front office like looks at a paper. 
coaches and players are on the, on the court. They look at the game. They look at the game. Their their didn't match up. Yeah. Because Chris again, Chris Paul is a great on ball point guard, right? Like he's a better you know he's a better field general. James Harden needs the ball to be James Harden. Yeah. As we've seen in the, as we've seen in these past few games, James Harden is very good when he has the ball. Yeah. But when he don't have the ball, he's doing nothing. Exactly. When he doesn't have the ball, he's not doing anything. He's just chilling out. Now he's a little bit more of a defender, but back then he just, you know, he would defend, but he wouldn't defend, right? Like, right. He, he didn't want to get on a poster, right? Like, so he'd just be like, all right, uh, okay, he shot the ball, I'm going to yeah. go down the court, right? Like, oh, I'm open, now go. Right, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't the same thing. He, so management always says, like, this looks great on paper. But when you get down to it in the player, it's never the same. So with that being said, when the trade happened in Houston, like I said, we talked about how it go down. We weren't upset about how it goes down. It's just like James Harden needed to get out. Yeah. And you see he's been doing much better, right? We needed to prove it. He had to prove he it. He had to prove it. So, yeah. But, like, and like the thing with Draymond is, like, but the thing is we want players to just accept it, right? Like, take it on the chin and walk. Like, well, we get, well, you get paid to essentially just be a chess piece, right? Like, you get, you're here for literally almost our pleasure, right? Like, if we, if we feel that you're not doing well in this system, instead of saying, like, okay, we drafted this person or we paid this much money for this person. How can we make our system fit them? No, right. it's always you fit our system. And if you don't fit the system, then it's clearly your fault, not ours. Exactly. So it's, it would be, so it would be Unless ridiculous. Unless you have talent. Unless you're a superstar. Right. It's the only, you know what I'm saying, like loophole out of Right. That. And only, that's the only loophole. But again, and but how many superstar teams are? There's always going to be like at least five or six role players on that team right. right like we all like i said in brooklyn when i was watching the game against la like Ooh. joe harris went, first of all joe harris went he off snapped. he snapped he had a he snapped. every time i looked up he was shooting a three i'm just like guys i would guard him on three yeah i know he doesn't look like he can shoot the three but guys he was shooting the three like crazy like they shot like what 25 threes that entire His game was hot that night. right if it, again if this was nba jam he would be on fire <laughs> But no, but I'm just like guys like guard him. He's shooting three guard him But no because and that's another thing we'll get into later how I think um, People saying LeBron's the MVP are like need to chill Um, But no, it's just like when you look and they always expect players to Take it on the chin and not complain about it And then if you do complain about it, then you're a diva then you're you know You don't put the team first then you you know, you're only thinking of yourselves and how what manipulates that narrative? Money. No, no, no. What I'm saying is what gets the narrative out there? Is it the media? Is it the coaches feeding the media? Money. Oh. It's money. We pay you. Yeah. So therefore, you don't have, you don't, we pay you. So you don't have an option of saying that you don't want to do something. Oh, you don't want to do something? Okay, cool. Somehow it gets, it get leaks. It'll get leaked. Well, he's a, he doesn't you know he's not playing well with the team. How many times have we how many times have we heard all of a sudden there's trade rumors with a player, and then all of a sudden uh, an unknown teammate source says that, well, you know, you know we he heard about this and he's now starting. Right, it's money. It's like you said, it's the media because then it'll get leaked and then uh, Bleacher Report. Barstool Sports so here, they'll Harden run it. Leave. They was paying Boogie Cousins and all that. Well, <laughs> yeah, get out of here. I mean, no, no, no. Like, listen, they didn't have to pay him. I mean, him so and B, him and PJ Tucker was already like, listen, either you gonna leave or we gonna have a conversation in the so locker room. In the box, <laughs> threw the ball at him. They I don't do listen. That. I don't think you need to pay PJ Tucker to do it <laughs> to box. You just say, pay PJ Tucker. We got an issue. What's yeah, up? Exactly. Him again. Him and Boogie would have been like, what's up? Boogie might have been a little bit more skeptical, but him, but PJ, nah. Again, PJ Tucker, stay ready, all star. Do you think it's true that he can get traded or no? They already cut him. Who, PJ Tucker or Boogie? A Boogie. They cut him. Really? Yeah, he's cut. He's a free agent. He cut him. I cut him like Thursday. He's a free agent. So yeah, they cut him. So, and again, Boogie Cousins, another one of the again, Boogie Cousins' situation was even worse because he got traded to San, uh, Sacramento. Well, he got. Put Sacramento and never was going to do anything there, right? Because Sacramento, I think, is just one of those franchises who had like really one bright spot in the early two thousands and tried to live off of that and never really capitalize off of that. 
I don't think that they know how to draft correctly. After, again, some of the worst draft picks. They have. They have some of the it's the worst draft picks and also the just the worst management because you again, but you draft Isaiah Thomas, who again was probably never going to be like an NBA GOAT, but he was a perennial all-star. He was a good scorer. He, you know, he could at least got you a few not I'm saying he could have got you at least to a few semifinal games if you put a decent team around oh, well, him. Yeah, well, yeah, take it easy. I was, no, no. <laughs> a, semi, a semifinal, maybe you would eat to the Western Conference Finals, but I don't think, again, Sacramento's not a team to crack through that LA Lakers uh, Clippers thing right now. But no, but yeah, if they, but it's just, they don't have a good draft, draft class or scouts because they'll look at, also again, it's hard to do that with the with the lottery because like you can with the lottery it's a gift and a curse because you can have the opportunity of getting the number one but so you have you know you have to look at everyone whereas in like the NBA I mean NFL oh if you're the worst team you're going to be number one so you don't have to you don't have to do as much work but like with NBA you have to kind of look at plus it's always so wide open you have to look at everybody so some people are going to slide through the cracks and you're not going to think that this player is going to be good Right. so yeah but no um it's yes yeah, again. They didn't draft well. They didn't really build, and then when they got Boogie, they just never really built anything around him. So it's just Boogie with Boogie was just, and Boogie also kind of hurt himself when he got he had hurt. A frustrating career. He had a frustrating. <laughs> well, again, you had to play in Sacramento when you're again when you're the let's see, L.A. Lakers, Clippers, Golden State. Not when you're the what the f- or fourth best team in LA, best Lakers, yeah. Golden State. Yeah, yeah, the fourth. Yeah, well, the fourth. You're the fourth best team in in uh LA. You're in the what fifth best market in LA. You got you're in a conference where you have to go against Portland, uh, Phoenix, and at the time frame where Portland was still kind of coming up, Phoenix still had was pretty decent. L.A. Uh, Lakers and Clippers were doing okay, and then oh, by the way, it's this kid out in Golden State called Steph Curry who's kind of sort of coming up right now. I wonder if he's gonna be anything. I wonder if he's gonna be anything. Oh yeah, he's right now. He's just shooting threes, but I don't know. He might end up being he something. Might break a record or something. Right. Who knows? So you, <laughs> so you have to deal with that. Yeah, no, it's it would be frustrating. And then when you have a team who doesn't. Who truly just are happy to relax on their laurels of that one golden run that What's ended the in the world. Do you know? The cap space of who? <laughs> Sacramento. Nothing, right? Well, because again, cap space with Sacramento is very low because of the fact that they're like I said, they're in like Sacramento, California, but also. <laughs> what a loser. <clears throat> but again, well, at that time frame, the cap space was pretty high-ish yeah. for them. But yeah, no. But again, NBA, especially this year, NBA cap space is going to be ridiculously. Sparse because yeah. of the COVID everything, but yeah, but no, it's just you can have those things, but I think right now it's just for a lot of these players, mental health was always going to be an issue. That's why Kyrie goes away so much, right? Like Kyrie goes away, and again we joke about Kyrie, but hey, he went away and he's come back looking great. Yeah, you're looking great playing great. Right, attitude is still. Well, it's, it's still sassy, but again, it's sassy, it, yeah. at least he looks he looks he's great. Killing, right? yeah. It's killing it. But I think that's the problem. Is just that, like you said, it's front office when a player starts to speak up a little bit too much. That's when the leaks start. Yeah. Like if you ever know, again, it's always the same thing. If you ever notice that when a player has this op- when a player has this outspoken nature about them, the leaks start. Oh well, you know. He's a cancer. And again, it's always like either an unknown source player or an unnamed player or like a bench rider who never is going to be in the game. All of a sudden. What they did to Rashid Wallace. Right. They castrated that man. They did. They, they made at least a couple million off that man. Exactly. They, oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> he paid for a couple houses. Him and Ben did. Definitely. Oh, but, that, but no, because. <clears throat> but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, James. Hart, again. At the beginning, James Harden wanted because someone said like James Harden wanted my uh, wanted Chris Paul, yeah, because he thought, cool, I got this dude now. He can do all the heavy lifting right. and take all the stuff, and I can just sit here and shoot. But then when it came back, when he actually started press- pushing me to do work, I'm like, okay, I don't want to. Right. I didn't really come to work to work. I just kind of came to chill, shoot some shoot, you shoot know, the ball, shoot the ball, get a triple double. You know, not not do a lot of work. Now I got to do work. You want me to do yeah. work? No, I'm just I'm just here. 
I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> yeah. Where's my skittles? Exactly. <laughs> you know, well, hey, you know, we went to Houston, so you know. I mean, also, you know, again, James does have a problem. That's why he had to leave Houston. He did have another problem. Brooklyn has as many clubs as Houston. Though. Yeah, but Houston. That's true. Think about Houston it. is Houston. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Not too many Meg Thee Stallions out in Brooklyn. That's facts. Again, people forget. Oh, Meg Thee Stallions. Out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get your cut. Exactly. He's like, oh, exactly. Like, oh, all of a sudden you're going to see a blade in them. Why you got a blade in your mouth for? Hey, why you got Tim's on? What happens next? <laughs> Take the Tim's off. It's like a dead ass, my bro. <laughs> you knock me. You going to knock me back, bro. But no, nah, but yeah, and so, Jesus Christ. but yeah, I also, because we all, well, we here now, might as well talk about it. So LA has been on, I want to say a losing streak because they lost, they lost on the road. Well, they've been lost on the road, but they lost on the road. They lost, they've been losing a lot lately. And it's just because I think a lot of people were saying that before AD got hurt that LeBron was like in an MVP uh, candidacy. I was like, first of all, no. Right <laughs> No, like LeBron in the, I think LeBron in MVP is dead. I don't think he, he'll, he'll always be in the category because he's a stat stuffer, but I don't think he's going to win it anymore. How about his last year? Do you think his last year of no. one to MVP? So you think that Giannis, oh yeah, he deserved that? Giannis, is, I mean, he took, Giannis deserved it. He, he was the key point in uh, Milwaukee. He was probably the best player that year. I think Giannis deserved it that year. I'm not sitting here saying like Giannis didn't deserve it. Like Giannis deserved it. I think... I'll say this. I think this year, it's hard because... Give me your top three. For MVP? Yeah. Because, again, so for my MVP is always going to be different because when I say MVP is, again, most valuable player. So if you take that player away from a team and they start to lose, that means it is. So I'll go AD. Really? Yeah. Okay. Look at what's happening with the Lakers. That's true. Okay. James, I'll put James in there just because stats... Stats, oh, you know, it, it again, it is still a stat. And I'll say this if for some God fearing reason he gets the team to uh, to a playoff run, Steph, because he had he has he has had to put this team on his back in a way he has never had to before. And him, came back, dropped 60. Yes, he has had he dropped 60. He has had to put this team on his back. No other. He is now, for the first true time in his career, the true blue number one option, right? Like, there is no, right? Ain't no things with Clay or Dre. It's like, he is the true number one. Like, Dre is, you know, Draymond's still doing the defensive thing. James Wiseman's coming through. But right now, it is Steph's show. And he is. He's playing better than he was in 2016. Yeah. Because I think I think people are now, I think people, because again, I think a lot of people were saying, well, like, well, was it really Steph or was it really KD? You know, was it Steph, you know? It's it's hard to you know focus on Steph when you have Clay out there shooting. When you have Harrison Barnes out there shooting every night. Like when you have Iggy and you know um, <clears throat> Singleton coming off the bench, right? Like you have all of those Livingston. Sorry, Livingston coming off the bench. You have all those. What are you talking about? I know. I said, I don't know. We have Livingston coming off the bench. You know. So now it's just like okay, now we have, okay, cool. Let's focus on Steph, and he's still dropping sixty. Yeah. So yeah, it's just them saying that they was only going to win thirty games. I think. I think that was a. I think that was a definite. That was a yeah. slap in his face. He's yeah. just like word. Oh yeah, man. He took that personal. It's, I would too. If you if you think I am a I am a former Finals MVP, I am a the <clears throat> current reigning uh, three point champ of all time. I and you think I'm only going to get uh, thirty wins? No. But I will say this. Um, I, well, no, because outside of a last second shot from Scary Terry, that game against um, the Hornets was was for fun. Because again, I will always say this. The best thing you can do to stop Golden State is to shut down the three, right? Like, it's scary. Terry can do that. Like, Terry Rozier can do that. Like, Terry Rozier is, like, one of those underlying defensive players that I don't think gets enough credit. But, yeah, he is one of those best players. He'll D you up from hell. Exactly. He'll D you because he, he comes from that Tony Allen class of D. He's like, yo, because <clears throat> people forget him. When he was on that Boston team with uh, Tony Allen and Doc Rivers, that's all they did. Like, hey, scary Terry, go out there and guard him. And they would put him on an island. They would say, like, you, you have to guard him by yourself. Right. And they and he'd do it up. So that guy had energy, I'm telling you. Yeah. The guy has to, but I, wait, it's one thing I'm still confused. No KD in the MVP conversation. Really? Um, Man is playing amazing. He's playing amazing. But again, 
my MVP candidates have always been if I take you away from the team, does the team suffer? If you take Dame away, what do you have? Essentially the same thing. He's st- they still have CJ McCullough. They still have uh, Carmelo Anthony, so they're not really losing anything in scoring. They're le- They're losing, I'll say they're losing like a leader, but <clears throat> here's the thing. Dame has been there for forever, and he's never won MVP. He's always been in that list. He deserved it, man. He, oh, oh, God, yes, he deserved it because he's gotten, he's gotten Portland from, again, the last time Portland, anyone cared about Portland was when Scotty was there. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. When Brandon Roy had two good knees. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. When Brandon Roy and, uh, what, great, uh, <laughs> When that o- man respects since 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. No one really cared about him. Because, again, with Portland, it's because either they'll come on too late or they'll come on at, like, 10 o'clock and nobody, you know, nobody who used to write for the NBA used to, you know, stay up that late to watch them. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> when Dame got there, at least he brought some relevancy there. And then now Dame's just been, you know, balling out ridiculously. Man, my man is clutch. Right, he's clutch. But the problem is, you take him off the team, is it indifferent, right? Like, they're always going to be a potential, because sadly, where they're at, they're always going to be a potential 7, 8, 9, something, uh, 8, 7, 6 seed. I don't think they'll ever be able to crack that upper crush because of the fact of the division they're in. Right. That is hard to do. That's, that's like, argue, like, especially now, like that is arguably one of the toughest divisions there. Yeah. So they're always going to be a potentially good, but again, it's just if I take you off of the team, can you? Are you still able? And that's why I say AD AD should because you look right now, LeBron's balling out, but he still is is look he looks old. See, I don't think that's really fair though. Okay. Because okay, that is a good I guess reference preference mm-hmm. whatever you have, but if you're putting up numbers. Either way, if you're putting up numbers and you're playing amazing basketball, right. you need to be in that conversation. I mean, I'm not, you I said mean, three. We, you I, said three. That's true. <laughs> so I had to get three. But again, I mean, Katie. So and, Luca's in that conversation then too. Oh yeah, Luca's yeah, Luca's in there. Because Luca again, they're doing they're doing poor, but Luca's still one of the bright spots in that thing. Jesus. Yeah, the ninth right now. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, I could go listen. I can go through almost every team and say if you take this player off the team, that that team is. Horrible. We'll start with home. We'll do the home team. You take Zach off the Bulls. What's happening? Well, that's a given. <laughs> that's a given. <laughs> you take Zach off the Bulls. Who got... That man was slamming last game. Bruh. Oh, he got messed up by 50 points. I mean, um, I see the game last night. Who won that? Between him and uh, between Philly. Oh, uh, yeah. Between... Again. Like, oh, they won. Oh. Uh, Patrick Wilson had like one of those. He had a buzzer. He had like the longest buzzer beater shot, but they actually they came back and won. Oh. Uh, but no, well. That's why, because people are going to be upset that I didn't say Joel L and beat. I'm just like, for the, well, for the first time in forever, I like he's actually playing all of his games. Yeah, that's true. So, like, it, it's hard to. Too. He's snapping, too. Again, you drop him 50. Uh, you take him off there, they're not they're not anything. Well, what it got, Benny? Anyway, uh, I'd still Give say. Benny some respect, man. <laughs> I'll shoot. Listen, I'll put it to you like this. If I played at least 10 games, I'll probably have a better three point shooter percentage than Ben Simmons. So what he can't shoot a three. <laughs> every time he's on his court, everybody improves by forty percent. Come on. Yeah, because everybody else got it. You know, because everybody else gets away. <laughs> exactly. They see Ben Simmons. Oh, he about to shoot a three. Okay, so either we gonna run back this way because somebody gonna get the rebound, <laughs> or he's just so wide open. We just, or he's so wide open. Somebody about to get the shot. Hold on. Make I sure don't you. Think he even tries anymore. <laughs> I think. Listen, I think they put that in his game plan. Like they know nobody gonna stick him because he's so wide open. Okay, we're gonna have a cutter going to the hoop. But he advances. He advances. Yeah. Else, I'm not saying like he's. I'm not saying he's trash. I'm just saying like his aspect. His aspects ratios of the game is just still off. Yeah. Right, like you can be a great, you can be a great facilitator, but then it's just like, come, you, at least give me one. <laughs> um, Jamal Murray, if you take him off, because he dropped, he dropped fifty with no free throws. Like that was that's he went he went eighty percent from three. He went eighty percent from three. That was crazy. That was crazy. Uh, I told me he's a beast, man. Oh, I never doubted Jamal Murray was a beast, especially that run he had in the playoffs, especially against the Clippers. That was, oh, that was great. When he came back from when he did, when they dropped three one came back, I'm like, bro. But that was him and Joker though too. Oh yeah, I mean, Joker was snapping. Oh, Joker always snapped. Yeah. Um, gosh, it's so sad because the Heat right now are doing. It's so weird because the Heat are doing 
better. Like they're still losing. They're still losing. <laughs> but again, I think it's just. I think the problem is the pressure from getting to the finals. Having Pat Riley, who always expects excellence, and Jimmy, I think it started to get to that young team. Because if people forget, that's still a very young team. Tyler is the youngest one. Tyler's the youngest one. Yeah, he's like what? He's not. He just cracked twenty one. No, he just cracked twenty one like last year. So he's twenty. So yeah, that's a young team. So they don't. They they don't. They aren't used to like. They're, again, I don't want to say they're, sm- I didn't want to say they're smelling themselves a little bit, but they weren't used to like getting there and just like, oh, okay, cool. So this is what happens. All right, cool. So it's going to be easy like this. Nope. Oh, no. Oh, okay. We got to play. All right. I guess we got to play hard. Yeah. Listen. So yeah. But yeah, that's why I say like when you, my MVP, my definite MVP is always if I take you away from the team, mm. does the team do better? Right. That's, that's, again, that's why that most valuable, right? Like it's not the most stat stuff or it's not the most, you know, scorer. That's they have a scoring title for that. They have a you know essentially a stat suffer you know championship for that. But if you say MVP, if I take you away from a team, can this team advance? So that's that's mine. But yeah, I don't. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying that Kevin. But it's also hard for Brooklyn, right? Because you have three players on that squad that could easily be in that conversation. Yeah, but then you have one guy. I mean, you have one guy. True, that's one guy is. A little bit because when above. Kyrie was uh, trying to be Martin Luther King, KD took over, <laughs> and he was killing. Yeah, well, before James, I think he's just so happy to play basketball. Oh yeah, I think I think we all. I think because again, like when people hear Achilles tear, especially for someone like a Kevin Durant who is a little bit tall and lanky, when you have Achilles tear like that, a lot of people that is the death nail for a lot of people's careers, right? Like how many, like we've known people who have Achilles tear and never really looked the same game. He still looks, he looks, I'll say he looks better. Yeah, he looks better than what he does when he did, even in um, OKC when he first started. I mean, but when you take a whole year off. It, it always helps too, because again, you're not putting that much pressure on your body, on your mental health, on your, you know, your, your brain, you have time to relax. You have time just to, Again, watch the game and be a fan for a while again, and you can see. Okay, cool. The so NBA that player grown. does that. that right. Player does that. Right, and that can make you better, right? Like I think that's I think that's what separates a lot of people because a lot of people just get hurt and just you know want to get better better physically, right? Like they just want to get better physically so that it doesn't happen again. Like KD took his time and got better mentally at the game, right? Like he got better mentally. He he sees the he sees the game better now. I think Rose kind of did that too when he came back. But oh man, yeah, he's the gingerbread man, glass man. No, yeah, no, he was, no, he was, he was gingerbread and glass. But it's just again, I pray for his knees. He's doing well, but I pray for his knees. Thibodeau gonna forget. <laughs> Thibodeau gonna forget. Next thing you know, they're gonna be up by ten. They're gonna be up by ten with uh, thirty seconds left. All right, Derek, we are gonna have you go out there and run. The, I'm like, what? We up by ten. <laughs> Derek gonna look like, nah, fam. No, I'm all right. I'm, all right. I'm good. I don't, I don't he okay he looks like, Oh, yeah. He, he, he looks better. But, oh, again, New York. You take Julius. Well, don't New York is that. hard. Take Julius Randall. Because no. New York is hard because, again, that is young teams are always hard because you have players who are trying to prove themselves and you have a mixture of, like, older best, veterans. Yeah. yeah trying to show that they can do it. Because if you take Julius Randall off that team, I think they still are what they are. I don't think they win as much. Oh, no. They don't win as much because Julius Randall is finally coming around. Yeah. Like, uh, Overton is going to do fine eventually, but I think like yeah, Julius Randle's is right now is that is the key to that team, especially because they're being they're like one of the best defensive teams out there, right? Which is always going to come from a Thibodeau team, but it's still one of those uh, teammates where it's just like, can you, you know, score with them? That's the only issue I have because you can lock somebody down, but again, you can lock a certain team down, but just certain players are able to unlock that thing where it's just like, okay, cool, you can lock it down. I'm just going to take over. Especially if they're going to end it. Especially, well, especially if they're going to end up playing. If they're going to be, if they're going to be the AFC, then they have to play somebody like Philly. Right. Joel is going to like. Okay, cool. Y'all gonna lock them down. All right, cool. I'm just going to nominate real quick. That's gonna, that's gonna yeah, that's actually going to be a really good game just because yeah, of the scoring. But yeah, it's just <clears throat> and that's my thing with MVP because I think a lot of people get the MVP because they are, you know, like I said, just they just score a lot. Right. That's what I said. Or big name. Or big name. Oh well, it always has to be. It it has to be a big name because I think MVP especially is one of those things where the MVP just it has because you you know once you're MVP you know you're on the paper you're on you know you're forever linked to that right like Carl Malone he's linked to kids. (laughs) Wow. 
Okay. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm you're not wrong. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say after that. Come on, you're trying to stop it. <laughs> no, that's Carl Blum. <laughs> Listen, him and R. Kelly be having the time of their life when they go to the mall. Kobe looking down at Carmelo like you're getting what you deserve. <laughs> like, this is what you get for not trying to not trying hard enough when we put you on the Lakers. Boy, trying to holler at my wife. Either way. <laughs> yeah. He came over there. He, he forgot. Said, yeah, come sit down by me. Come sit down. And Kobe was like, er? <laughs> yo, uh, Jeannie. Why you with that loser, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Buss, we're going to have to have a conversation about his, this one right here. The balls on Carmelo was a man. It just, it, I mean. <laughs> At that time frame, you weren't going to talk to Carl Below like because he was built like a brick house. That's true. Well, to come to somebody's wife, why you're playing on the court? Exactly. Why you're playing on the court is crazy. Exactly. At least do at least do what Harrison Bar Harrison Barnes did. Wait till y'all retired and y'all cool, and then just go over to the barbecue and talk. Wait, yeah, and then it's gonna be driving forty two miles to come see you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, oh, speaking of perfect example, another one. Well, no, because they'd still be trash anyway. Uh, Bradley Beal. Who I am happy for, right? Like Bradley Beal got named in as an All Star uh, starter, which I'm happy for because that's he probably playing, that's going to be the highlight of his career, career especially <laughs> now. Because when you talk, especially because when you talk about mental health and you talk about how your react, how your trades in the office affects players, you took John like you took John Wall off the team who. That team, let's be honest, with John Wall on their team, that was always going to be a potential fourth seed in the East. At be at best, a fourth seed. At worst, a nine seed. I forgot what East we're talking about. Oh, okay. And now I remember. Yeah. At best, a four. At worst, the eight, nine. Right? Like, right. they're either going to get in or they're going to miss it by, like, one. You took them off there and you see the collapse. Right? Like, you see, you put... <laughs> I feel bad, like... I feel bad for Bradley Beal because now he sees what everybody's talking about with Russell Westbrook. But now, because again, Bradley Beal has been balling out of his mind. If he could be, he could win the scoring title. I'm not sure. I mean, he is up there and he's up there because he's dropping, he drops like triple doubles almost every, every other game because he has to. <laughs> no one else knows how to score. Like Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook got there and forgot how to score. That's his problem. Like he, when he missed that free throw, he just looked at it. He just looked at it like, did I really just do that? It, again, you know, it Paul, you know, the, the part of the movie, like you probably wonder how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> he just looked at the camera, and just like, <laughs> I bet you, you wonder how I got, got here. <laughs> but no, but uh, because like I said, when we talked about how those moves affect players on the team, just imagine how it affects teams that had to stay there, right? Like you have the the one side where it it, it worked in the good with Toronto, right? Like right. they trade away Demar Derozan and they end up winning the title. But now you look in, you have to look at the dark side of it where you trade away John Wall and now your team looks like it potentially is silly. It looks silly. It looks it looks sadly like a circus show, right? Like well, when you got Westbrook, you think it's worth it. But I but here's the thing, like I but I think Westbrook didn't want to he's proven right now, he's shown right now he doesn't want to be there. He wants to be on a title contender. Okay, so now he wanna chase. So now he's just oh yeah, he's well he's trying to chase this a little bit, just you know, probably Again, I'll say this, and I said this before about Russell. He's he's um, he's a scorn lover because KD uh, said that he wasn't going anywhere. Then when he heard the trade over the internet, was mad, and now he forever you know is trying to get one, trying to get a ring without him. So that's the that's the biggest thing. But yeah, yeah. he's only thirty two. He's got some time. Russell, yeah, yeah he's a, he'll he'll win one eventually, but it's just. He, it won't be this year with that team, but that's what's like. It's like because you look at Bradley Beal, like he's doing everything in his power to win games, and then sometimes it's just he looks exhausted, right? Like he's looked like he's on the verge of a breakdown just because of the fact he is literally giving every ounce of himself to this team, and they've proven constantly that he doesn't want it. That's why I said like if they traded Bradley Beal, he probably would be happy about it. What do you think he's going to fill in? Probably. I mean, he can go to Philly. I think he'll be a perfect fit there. Like, again, like the trade rumors and the release rumors are like, I think he'll rather walk so he can pick the team he wants to go to versus getting traded and having to play out a season of right. nothing. Because, again, they're going and they're not going to trade him to like a contender, especially in conference, right? Like, that's always the worst decision you can do is like, hey, 
we're going to trade. We're going to take our best player, arguably, and give him to probably one of the better teams right now. And then after that, we're just going to happen to look at him win the title, right? Just to get unknown draft picks, right? Like especially because NBA NBA busts are high are very more likely than versus like NFL busts. So I would much rather see him walk so that way he can go to a team and that way at least all parties can start over versus him getting traded to a crap team and then hoping and praying that they don't do well. When's the trade deadline? Oh, it's uh, it's they upped it already, right? They upped it, yeah. So it's I think it's after All Star. So All Star's not until March, so it's as after. So the trade deadline's still happening, but it, it, I don't see too many bigger moves happening, right? Like I don't think too many. I don't think now. I think after. I think at this point, everybody's locked in now. Like I think teams are looking like if we can't, if we don't make any normal moves now, like either we are where we are, or we're going to get better. Either we are where we are, or we're not going to get better. We're just going to wait till next year because again. Next year is when everybody gets free. That's true. Outside, you know, Giannis got locked up, but there's still some big name. Uh, locked up for a minute too. Listen, they put they listen. They put the whole state of Wisconsin on layaway to give him some money. <laughs> that's why they try. Listen, that's why they're trying to get rid of Aaron Rodgers because they need listen. We, just, <laughs> we need some subsidy money. Like, like listen, we are gonna put the Wisconsin Dales up as collateral he right now. One more year, he's staying. One more yeah. year. They took listen. They took a second mortgage out on Wisconsin Dales right now. But yeah, um, but no, but it's just <laughs> I came today. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's just you can see Brad. Like I said, his mental health is the issue, right? Like so, if he goes away, people I think people will understand more than versus like a lot of other players do. So no, I'm getting tired of you. You got five more minutes. <laughs> I'm tired of you. All right, well we gonna talk about this thing because we gonna talk about uh, what happened in tennis. So. Tennis happened. The Australian Open happened. Naomi Osaka won her fourth title. Which was impressive because of the fact that she had to go through once again Serena yep. and she won. And I think a lot of people are, are more I think people are more shocked at the loss than they are about the win. Because I think the first time she lost, a lot of people were more like, Who is this new person? You know, who is this new person? Who is this new person? Who is this uh Naomi Osaka, right? Like everybody wanted to know who she was when she oh, won. But the first thing somehow. The first minute, the first match. Like now it's like People are trying to say now I think it's the new rivalry because again, at least this time it's a rivalry unlike the other times where um just like kinda like, you know. Bro, remember, they tried <laughs> Well, first of all, they tried to make Maria Sharapovich her rival. I'm like, she ain't beat she beat her one time, and the one time she beat it, they had to take it back because she was on steroids. <laughs> like the one time they beat her, she had to take it back because she was on steroids and her husband was out there uh, had the dare shirt on when she beat him. Like the dare shirt. Yeah, the dare shirt on, yeah. But but yeah, no, uh this is I think people are more shocked by the losses just because I think Serena, cause Serena's tracing uh, court's t- title because she has 23. She needs one more to tie it all time, and she needs two to beat it, to be true number one. <laughs> but, uh, but at the same time, I think the Naomi Osaka win is just more impressive because of the fact that she content- she is continuing to be, I don't want to say the thorn in the side, but just like the new generation, right? Like I think we can't take away what Serena and Venus did for tennis, right? Like it put tennis on the map. But, like I don't think too many black people really cared about tennis. I mean, we had Arthur Ashe, but he was really the first. Well, he was the first person. My tennis racket, I used it. Right, but he was the first black, you know, person to do well in tennis, right? Like he did very well in tennis. But we never had like two black uh, women from Compton. <laughs> From Compton, who were self-taught. Remember, like they weren't like it wasn't like hey, yeah. like they were self-taught by their daddy and ended up going on. One of them being like arguably the greatest tennis players of all time, and one of them also just being so happy to be arguably one of the best tennis players of all time but in Venus. Tiger Woods, if you would. Oh yeah, she definitely is. Right. Except you know. What? Well, I mean, there was the whole Drake in common thing, which uh, was. Well, come on, it's Serena Williams. Yeah, I mean, let's it's not Serena be Williams. let's not be Canada dry. Okay, you sweet. <laughs> you sweet. That's it's you. Um, but you know, this is showing that Serena's getting old. Oh yeah, I mean, this is one of those footmarks that like we pay it, attention to. It's yeah. It's this is that's what I said. This is the she'll again. She'll win one more. She'll get to twenty four. I I don't think that she'll not at least tie the record. Yeah. But this is the this is the start of the decline, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not saying I'm not, you know, on the oh, she's about to go over to here. Like, no, this is the start, because I think now it's just because of the fact that the o- opens are so spread out in between years. It's not like it's not like, you know, it's not like an NBA season where it's only like a few months in between and you can go back for another right. one. It's so spread out where you don't really have the time frame to practice, right? Like especially with being Serena, where you're a mother, you're uh, a global icon, you're doing all of these extra things. Whereas Naomi Osaka is really just focusing on tennis, right? Outside of you know having Cardi as a, <laughs> I do miss when we rap. He, he's listen. Uh, YME and Cardi was just like, listen, I know where the money is. You at. say Cardi or Corday? Corday. Who's Cardi? <laughs> I said Cardi. She's dating Cardi now. She's dating Cardi now. I mean, listen. Can you imagine that trash music. <laughs> you just gotta hit it back and forth. It sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's better than offset, but anyway. It's, I don't know. She's 39, bro. Who? Serena. What's the yeah. age limit in tennis? Uh, can you pick up a racket? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is old people in Florida getting it on right Yeah, now. I mean, there is it's a difference. On, again, it's just tennis is very interesting because tennis is we will let you play. I mean, especially if you're a Serena, we'll let you play until you feel like you're ready not to play anymore. I think that's the only sport where the game doesn't re- they don't retire the player. Yeah, the retired players themselves. Yeah. But it's but it's just because also it's just the way she lost. So she lost in two straight sets. So if so for people who don't know what tennis is, two straight sets is essentially you were you lose in a sense of I'm trying to put this on it's not cuz she didn't get blown essentially she's getting blown out but she's not really getting blown out. She's more on the lines of getting like you're up, but then you lose a lead in the in the fourth. Basically. That's that's what that's what leading the two sets is. I had to Google it when I was watching. That. Yeah, because a lot. Yeah, I know some tennis. I know some tennis. I played it. I played it when I was a child, but you know, I, my back started Nothing hurting. Never came of it. No, nah, because you know, I didn't live in Compton, so I didn't. That's a woman's sport. Eh, I mean, it depends. Because I like I like men's because uh, Nikovic, uh, Joker, the Joker in tennis is very fun to watch. No, him on ping pong is. Oh, that's hilarious. But no, but again, I think, but again, I will say this. I think it's just the matter of it's a new generation. Naomi Osaka, even Coco, right? Like there's more black uh, female tennis stars that are coming up. And I think Serena is still holding that door open for a lot more to come. And like I said, she'll win it and she'll tie it. But I just don't think, I don't see her beating the record and getting 25 titles. But at the end of the day, I think Serena's legacy is already solid, right? Like she is, she is again because once she leaves, I'll tell you this right now: tennis, the ratings for tennis will go oh, down yeah, definitely because people, again, people who watch tennis watch it. The, you know, the celebrities go there to see uh, Serena. Do we watch it? Because Serena, you know, we, yeah, yeah. Period. Heavenly. <laughs> period without she can make she can sell period without the peak. But yeah, but no, <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> but no, but again, it's just once that, once she goes away, her legacy is already solid. She, she is tennis for a good years to come, right? Like, it is the best part that she is passionate that thrown to one, another talented black girl right. in her come up. I think if you're going to. You know what I'm saying? Past the throne. Mm-hmm. What a way to do it. And she's doing it with a lot of people don't give her credit for this because she's doing it with grace. Because a lot of other people would be would be holding on to it and not giving it away. You must have seen that press conference, my brother. No, no, no. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people think that press conference was about her losing. That press conference is her coming to terms with her mortality. Mm. She sees that she's is starting to slip away. Yeah. Because again, people forgot when Naomi won it the first time and they started to quote unquote boo her. She was just like, no, like Serena went to Serena was like, no, give her her props now. Yeah, but she also said that she was cheating them too. Or the no, that wasn't her. That was the that was the white lady. Okay. The white well, I thought it was her. Th- no, no, that was the white lady because she thought because the white lady thought that the coach in the stands was giving her signals, you know, giving her doing the yeah, baseball yeah, signals. Okay. Yeah, no. Then when Naomi won, people were not giving her the props she deserves and saying trying to find like no, she came up and said she beat me. She she is she is on the come up, and like I said, when when she walked away and started crying in that press conference, that wasn't so much of Naomi, she her losing to Naomi. That is her coming to terms with her mortality. That is her come her. That is her looking at is like that is her questioning herself. Like, do I still have? Because again, she has hit this wall of this this young phenom. She has hit this wall of this phenom right now. It's just like, what can I do to get over this wall? Because I feel like if she can beat Naomi, she can win it. 
but it's just Naomi is the one thing that's holding her back from 24. Well, she has to adapt. Yeah. She has to adapt. And, adapt. and I think that's it. And I think she'll go back into the lab, and then, then I think the next one is the U.S. Open. And I think the U.S. Open, she'll probably, she'll be better. But like I said, that one wasn't about her being upset at the loss. It was just, like I said, her coming to terms with her mortality. That's all. Well, I think she did it gracefully. Yeah, she did it gracefully. Like I said, like I said, how many people do we know would be like, you know what? Come to terms like, again, hey, because again, I'll say this right now, like wait, Tom Brady, every time Tom Brady loses in the Super Bowl, he never really shakes another dude's hand. Like the two, the three times you look at the Eli, two Eli twice, he never really shook his hand. Uh, he walked off the but field. they had real beef with that though. That was, that was real. Come on. Okay. Now. And? Yeah. And again, but when he beat, but again, when he beat Patrick Mahomes, he's always happy to go up and shake his hand. But when Patrick Mahomes beat him that one time in the, in the um, regular season, he didn't shake his hand. When Lamar Jackson beat him, he shook his hand for like a few. He shook his hand for a few seconds. Yeah. When Joe Flacco beat him, he didn't really shake his hand. Like Tom, Tom has a harder time of passing that trophy than a lot of other people do. Whereas Serena's just like, hey, at least at the very at the very least, she is happy to be like, you know what. She sees her. She sees the end of the. She sees the light at the end of the tunnel, and she's not, you know, trying to fight it off. She's trying to fight it off, but she's not like I'm going to happily throw this other person under the bus and say, "Well, it was the rest fault," or the sun was in my eyes, the court was uneven. She's like, no, like she was. She was the better than me this day. So this day she got me, but hopefully yeah, next yeah, time yeah. we got it right. I think if she loses again, I think she'll retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll retire. If she loses again. But yeah, I think like I said. I think the next one is the U.S. Open, so we'll see. But like I said, it's so much space in between, and the problem is the older you get. Like I said, it's no, it's not about can you play; it's about the recovery. So how long can it take to recover? Especially with especially with everything going on with the COVID situation. So by the well, by the time got more time to rest with COVID though, with the way they're doing it. But by the time, but here's the thing, right? Because just like in in every other sport, you don't have the same time frame to relax because you have to play it and then go away. Essentially, right? Because they had to lock you in isolation. You need a lot of time to rip. Look, you don't have to go. Look, it's not like this. To pass in. Oh, never mind. Well, either way, it's not much time you have to. Because right. how long is that match? The, well, it depends. Well, because there's no time period, but there's there's a time clock, but there's no time clock. Yeah, so yeah, but ten again, tennis is one of those things where it's just up in the air. Ha! I don't got no sound effect for that. I know. Listen, I came to game. I came to kill today. That's time for you to get out of here now. All right, y'all. I'm up <laughs> out of here. They kicking me out. <laughs> you saw it. <laughs> Appreciate it as always. Shout out to Man Jeff for putting me on there. Shout out to Fluent Radio for having me on as always. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I am James. I'm happy to be on here. And until then, I got two fingers for y'all. Deuces.